Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the iRace podcast. We're going to bring you some two guests tonight. They are going to be Terry Radford and Randy Hinshaw, two really well-known people in the iRacing and also virtual world. Uh, so why don't you guys start off and tell us, uh, everyone, a little bit about yourselves. Well, I guess if Randy's going to sip his beer over there, which I think is PBR, if I if my can was a diet coke, sorry. Oh, diet coke. So he's he's trimming down. He's on a diet. He was Bud Light a while ago, and now it's diet coke. But yeah, most people know me. I've done Monday night racing. I've done a lot of podium events, and I'm currently doing uh, freaky fast. Doing some. Uh, Going to do part of the MPI season this year. You know, done a, done a lot of broadcasting and not a whole lot of racing. So, hey. <laughs> Well, Randy, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? You look like you're a Blaney fan. so Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know that anyway, but uh, Randy Inshaw, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I'm a car salesman by day, sim racer by night, and uh, dad 24-7. So three girls, uh, they're all under the age of seven. My hands are full, whether it's at home or whether I'm in the rig on the wheel. So regardless, it's it's uh, busy. Yeah, I mean, uh, family definitely comes first, but if you can get time in the rig, I bet you that's what you try and do, huh? Oh, yeah, I got some late nights, just just getting as much time as I can. <clears throat> well, Terry, let's start off with uh, my first question I want to ask you tonight is, uh, why do you enjoy, I know you have a super big passion for broadcasting on on Twitch, I know you've grown a pretty big following base over there through the years. Uh, tell me a little about that and what you enjoy so much about it. Really, um, most people don't even know how I started broadcast. And, you know, we were doing the Fast Family Racing Showdown, and I was racing with the, a league out there that, uh, you know, was really fun. And we won the first one. I won the first race, and then we got disqualified the second. And I said, you know, hey, how about I try gig at this broadcasting thing? And then I met up with with uh, Pete and Rick and Atlanta and a couple other ones out there. And I don't know. I just grabbed a neck for it. I mean, you get to sit around and talk racing with a bunch of buddies and uh, you get to be a goofball every now and again. And I've been known to be the goofball of any situation. Uh, and Randy can contest to that one that anytime I do a show over an IVRL, I'm just a giant kid i mean i get to be a child and talk about all my buddies racing and having a good time so yeah, i love i love broadcasting i mean it's good to get behind the mic and and laugh and joke and we were talking racing before the show i mean hell we were talking racing the moment we hopped in i saw him wearing yeah. his blaney stuff and i was like you know what? i think blaney's <laughs> gonna be the champion this year like i, I really think blaney's gonna take it so it's always fun to talk racing with your friends and to call races with a lot of good people uh just just means the world to me so you also have that uh, kind of passion to drive, too. I know you've kind of stepped into that as well lately. Uh, what, what have you felt through that? Well, I, I, I dabbled my toes in the endurance racing uh, with LOE, which is uh, uh, Lights Out Esports, with some of the guys from MPI. Uh, they let a broadcaster come in and crash their six-hour at Daytona event. I, I normally only race charity events. Uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't go out of my way to run leagues as... Randy can tell you my highest finish ever was a 
what was it, fifth at Richmond. The hardest track possible I finished top five at, but the easy tracks like Dago or Atlanta or, or Michigan, I'm like 22nd, 23rd. I wreck out. Yeah, no big deal. You know, I can just, I can wheel a car out of short track for some reason. It don't make no sense, but whatever. But I've enjoyed it. I'm going to race the, the podium, uh, qualifying race for the 500th this year with the help of a bu- bunch of buddies. So it, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to wreck Randy again when I come out and do another IVR LCs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've raced with you a few times over on our restrictor plates in those big two miles, and it's always like I hear you saying, I'm just going to stay back. I'm just going to be just going to be easy in this race and you just, end up, you just end up pulling the wrong end of the stick so every time yeah yeah so randy let's uh let's get on to you uh what, what where did your passion for racing and just i know you're a nascar fan start in general um well it's just kind of in my blood uh my my grandpa was a race car driver my dad my uncles uh just it runs in the family i guess i started racing when i was eight years old so um I guess I got to a point where uh, stock cars and whatnot were a little bit more expensive than, you know, being able to just run a sim on here. So uh, I just got to do with what I can, you know, so. And you and you have, I, I believe I've seen like a picture of yours that you've been in a race car. I think it was a stock car or something like that. Uh, did you have experience like driving with that or was it just uh, kind yeah. of an experience that you had given to you? Yeah, it was a gift. Um, I mean, I had, I've raced, uh, at the Speedrome here locally in Indianapolis and stuff in a regular little stock car front wheel drive. And then, um, like I said, I grew up racing quarter midgets and, um, you know, been around stock car racing my entire life, but that was a gift, um, my fiance had given to me. Uh, it was the Rusty Wallace experience that I got to do here at Lucas Oil Raceway Park. Um, and it was pretty cool. It was a late model. Um, they had a pro guy out there running an old Tony Stewart stock car and he was just kind of, he was, he was getting on it. So you just kind of had to watch for him coming around and we just kind of, we just kind of eased around there a little bit. Cause man, if you tear them up, you got to pay for them. So, uh, we just, we just kind of played it safe, but yeah, it can, it can get pretty, I mean, expensive at some points. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to wreck something that wasn't mine. So. Uh, so, so IVRL, IVRL is a pretty established, uh, league over in all of the, all of the racing console from onto PC as well with iRacing. Tell me a little about, tell me a little bit about it. Well, we founded it in 2017. Uh, we had a couple, we had a few seasons on Xbox and, um, Forza on the console side on, uh, Xbox one and everything. And then, um, uh cody went over here to iRacing and started that for us so uh, i kind of share the co-owner role with him now uh which is really nice and uh, uh so right now we've got a cup series and a truck series that we're getting into in 2022 and uh, we're real excited about that and just trying to keep it rolling as much as we can and you know help out our sponsors yeah so i've actually had the pleasure of racing over in ivrl and I mean, it's a great, it's a great lead to run in. I mean, it's clean. There's no fast repairs. That's the thing I love the most about it is that it's so authentic and the fast repairs kind of take away that authenticity to me. And <clears throat> that just gives you an advantage if someone makes a mistake and, and whatnot. But, uh, another thing about joining IBRL is like they're very welcome. Like everyone there is, 
there to race and they're yeah. competitive. And it's not like you're racing against C-class guys and have a mix-in of new guys coming in. It's a pretty good set set base. And, I mean, there's guys that run over there like Yurik, um, like Cody himself. <laughs> uh, we had Dalton Tucker join us for a little bit. I mean, that was all fun. And you learn, you learn every bit of that when the, when the stuff gets competitive like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we kind of pride ourselves in, in that really, you know, um, being so tight and um, more of a brotherhood. You know, we spend a lot of time together and we just we like to share that passion with uh, the same kind of people. So, yeah, we're very welcoming and, um, you know, we want to promote the, the best clean racing as possible and respectful racing, too. That's important. And uh, that's the thing about the fast repairs. Like, I kind of think that uh, um persuades everybody to race a little bit more cleaner because you you have to in a sense yeah and and you guys got a a great admin team over there as well i mean is that because you're one of the admins over there (laughs) (laughs) he's not really an admin we kind of tried to force him to be and he just kind (laughs) of wanted to do the marketing side and he's doing a great job of that and we appreciate everything he's done i i I don't want to be an admin ever again which, <laughs> which we might get into a little bit later on, but yeah, right definitely. now we're just gonna keep moving on with the with the show. <laughs> we'll keep it on pace here. Uh, so iRacing made a little announcement the other day about dynamic weather coming into into play on iRacing. What are you guys mm. What are you guys' opinions and thoughts on that? Well, I think from a I guess from a broadcast perspective, because the race perspective for me is just kind of skewed a little bit. I, I know a lot of the racers are, I, I don't know if this is a PG-13 or a PG podcast, but a lot of them are complaining that the dynamic weather, especially with the rain coming into a factor, if they get that, like what Forza or any of these other games had, that it's going to throw a wrench in it, and it, it kind of hurts because you have to plan for both factors. You obviously have to go practice dry, then you have to practice wet, too. So, I mean, road racing or endurance racing in general, if you don't practice both, you get thrown with a curveball that it rains. I mean, your whole strategy goes out the window. The pace is going to slow down. But from a broadcast perspective, I think I look at it and go, how cool would it be to see the rooster tails come up? Like, how cool would it be to see somebody like Randy or somebody go down into turn one at Coda going just 160-something miles an hour down that long straightaway trying to curve that thing into one? And the back end just kicks out and the whole field goes to mess. And then you think the fast repairs, you go, well, damn, I wish I had a fast repair now. And then this whole fast repair conversation turns into, well, man, I, I wish we had it. So I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. I, I want to see it. I, I, we got a lot of people out there watching Randy's stream that agrees with me that it'd be pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. If you're racing with, uh, fast repairs <clears throat> and you're not like a new league, I mean, I, I just don't know. It's just not fun to race. It's not that authenticity. Well, I think it's just too forgiving, too. You know, it's, I don't know. I I don't know. I just don't like the fast repair thing. I, I'm all about, I'm all about, I'm all about the real experience. So, like, I don't want to be able to wreck and, you know, like NASCAR, he, you could, you destroy your car and not blow up your motor, hit, come back out with a perfect car and win the race. Like, I, I want yeah. everybody to race like they would in a real situation because I want the authentic experience. I want 
everybody to race clean or as clean as possible in, in in most situations i get when it comes down to the end of the race you might have to move somebody but if you do it the right way i'm cool with that you know that's racing that's what that's what racing's about in my opinion but yeah I, I, we agree on that, yeah, brother. Yeah. Move somebody out of the way; it's gonna happen. I've I've been in a I've been in a room with Randy here for the people there. I was teammates with him, uh, team team Randy, baby, all day. Oh yeah, on the team with him, and and I'm over the radio, just I mean, complaining for the whole race. And this guy <laughs> doesn't get out of my way. I'm gonna move him, and Randy just calmly just goes, Terry, if you gotta move him. You, know, you got to move him. You know, I ain't going to be it. mad. Just don't wreck the field. And then what I do, I wreck myself. I wreck the field. And then I got, I got, I got, uh, it got a little trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> got right. probation for a couple weeks. <laughs> Did get probation for a couple weeks. Yeah. Can we take a little pause here? A little pause. Yeah. Pause here for yeah. the people that are listening. On, uh, if we can get some comments in the chat for this later on. And also, if you're watching right now. Uh, can we take a guess at what's in Terry's cup? <laughs> what is, it's not what Randy has. What is in Terry's cup right now, guys? Are guess. you serious? Let him outside. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not what Randy's drinking or what he was drinking before the show. A dog's going nuts. <laughs> and it's not, dog. Coke, it's not a dog. It's not a dog. Yeah, we ain't drinking that either. Ball, okay. Oh, no, guys. This is getting out of hand. Well, I think we should have started this with like the with like the under when they Stone Cold spot Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast that where he takes a shot. I appreciate everybody on my stream right now. Thank you guys. I love you, Team LOE, baby. Team LOE's out. All right, all right. Stop the promoting. Stop the Everybody's shouting out Terry. What's up, Terry? So give everybody love. All right, Randy. We're 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 gonna talk a little bit about uh, the graphics side of things because this is where yeah. I feel like you have a a lot of talent and also <clears throat> Cody as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. and Patrick. Sorry about that. So tell me a little bit about HMG, what the name means, and what it's all about. Well, HMG kind of started out as like a little. I just I got i racing and went full blown into pretty much everything. Uh, I got GIMP and you know I would I, I wish I had Photoshop, but I'm just not. I'm not going to get that invested in it, I guess, at this point. Like, GIMP, GIMP does well enough for what I'm doing right now, so I'm cool with it. But um, uh, HMG is basically Henshaw McKinney Gaspar Innovations. Um, so, do a lot of graphic stuff, pretty much everything you can think of, from hero cards to event flyers, um, actual paint schemes, custom paint schemes, replicas. I mean, rendering, everything. We, we do it all. Jay helps a little bit with that stuff too, and he's got his own thing going now too. So plug that real quick, Jay. <laughs> nah, I'm kind of taking a step back right now, but uh, I mean, if you guys wanna want any paint schemes or something like that, just hit me up as well over yeah. on Discord. But things get a little busy when it comes to graphics because it can take it does a certain amount of time for one paint scheme, and it can take a certain amount of time for another. You know. Yes, and, and that's how it works. I just lost the wheel underneath me. Uh, but, <laughs> on your chair? No, no. Like, I set my wheel down to the side. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's a great graphics place to check out. And I think a lot of people don't understand exactly what HMG stood for. And now that you kind of told us and told everyone else, they maybe get a little bit more glimpse of how it's kind of a little bit more personal, like the name yeah. and stuff. And yeah, Terry, what are you doing for graphics these days? 
I don't stream on my own stuff. Uh, I, I, I've been called, I think, everything from a corporate sellout to um, <laughs> to an a hole because I, you know, I, my schedule's pretty busy, you know, I, and I feel bad because between juggling and making sure that I give back to the people who helped me get where I'm at, like IVRL, like Turn Down for What, uh, NNR when it was still around, you know. All of those leagues help me get to where I sit today, and my goal is to always give back. So by the time I, if I make an appearance in IVRL, you know, it's not a big deal if I'm racing, but if I'm broadcasting, you know, people enjoy that because I get to work with a great guy like Jason from Signature. Uh, I mean, I got people that tune in to watch me race, but, you know, between that and podium and the meetings post-podium and all the other stuff that I've got in the works of stuff in the talks that I can't talk about now, but a couple of people that jumped on board with me for the podium 500, you know, we're, I'm trying to roll the ball and get some of that going. And it's a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't ever reach out, but when I did reach out to people for graphics, I always reached out to you. Uh, you, you made all of my graphics for what about six months. You did all my graphic work when it came to transitions and, uh, my pre-show, my post-show, and everything, and and really opened my eyes to the stuff that, you know, you can make your product look ten times better with a graphic. So I thought it was pretty cool. Exactly, and I, I <clears throat> love like that's the thing that I loved the most about doing it is it wasn't really like for me or for the money or anything. It was just like let's let's make this and try as hard as we can to make this the best it can be. And I know like. There's some certain people out there that dog on my paint schemes and some people that would tell me that it's good and whatnot. Well, Bobby Labonte did like one of your paint schemes on Twitter, uh, the True. one that you made of the 18, the Interstate's Battery one. Bobby that, Labonte liked that. So it goes to show you that Bobby's got great taste, and he had great taste yeah. in the paint scheme as well. That was Cody's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Co- yeah. So the, Cody all the group. Way, Randy? Yeah. But the core group of people over at HMG Innovations, like, you have a lot of great people that make paints, and there's not a whole lot of them out there that can make a paint authentic to what you want. Like, you can just say, I want this, and then it's stamped onto the car, and it's specced perfectly, and, you know, it, it's an appreciation, and it's an art, and, and there's not many of you that can do it, so. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like when I'm designing things, and I'm guessing Randy also feels the same way because I mean, it's just a feeling. I feel like I learn something new every every time I'm on it. Yeah, same thing, absolutely. I mean, especially if I'm sitting in there with Cody or like well, late night in Discord with Cody and Tommy and you know all those guys or even UJ and you know we're discussing different things. I mean, I they literally learn something new all the time. And that's 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 the greatest thing about it, you know, just learning new things and making it more fun, um, and making your your work better, you know. Yeah. So Terry, let's uh let's get on to you here. Uh, what what does your schedule look like right now? How how busy are you in the streaming world? Let me know what it is to be like in this in like the streaming schedule routine. Well, my schedule right now is very open. Uh, many of you could tell that I have been very absent from podium shows. I've taken a couple de- couple months off. I've taken about a month and a half away. I've stepped back and and I just took too much at one time. Right? You, I think Randy had the same issue that I wouldn't say the same issue that I had, but he stepped back a little bit and didn't race as much. And I know you stepped back and didn't race as much. You know, we were all pretty busy and. 
if on a on a regular basis before I took some time off, it was Sunday, Monday, race Tuesday, broadcast Wednesday, race Thursday, off broadcast Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would do charity events. Or Saturday, I'd do a charity event. So I was seven days a week with little time with the family. And, I mean, family is more important to me than a lot. And, you know, I started a new job. And hey, there's no laws when you're drinking the claws, brother. Uh, but, you know, I <laughs> I took a lot of time. I took some time off, and I really hope that I get back to it. I'm itching to get back and broadcast some more. Uh, I know I have a deal with Freaky Fast right now. I do their Friday, or their Saturday night show uh, for NA, NA, NAISCC. I do that broadcast, and then I, I do races with LOE. But right now I'm just uh, turned down for what? All-Star Race tonight, Rick James TV. I'm going to go win the All-Star Race in my truck. Well, yeah. I might have to tune into that afterwards <laughs> now. I'm going to go win. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, well, another question. <laughs> getting on to the next subject after that one. Uh, shooting it out there. I'm hitting the Bo Jackson. I'm going to win. What do you guys think this season's going to look like in NASCAR with the new cars and the horsepower, horsepower package? I think you're going to see a lot of the younger guys coming around. Um, Randy, you're just because totally- I think the you're totally going to say you're going to see Blaney in victory lane well, all season. I, I hope so. I definitely <laughs> hope so. I mean, you know that. But um, I think you're going to see a lot of the younger guys like Reddick, um, Bowman, Byron, uh, even, you know, and I wish I wish Ryan Priest was still in the Cup Series. I know he's going to be driving a truck, but I think he's going to do really well in the truck. Um, and I think he's eventually going to be – racing for shr which is gonna be really good for him because i think he's really underrated he'll get an opportunity um but i I think you're gonna see a little bit more even as far as uh even playing field just for everybody so you're gonna see some of these underdogs um maybe even winning some races but having some really good runs this year yeah i i totally agree because at the end of this last season i started to notice a lot what teams like knew something and what other teams didn't, you know, kind of deal. And I feel like this yeah. new, this new stuff that's coming to this whole new platform, we got new tracks, we got the new Atlanta. I mean, there's a lot of stuff up in the air. Yeah, I think absolutely. with the season, I think with the season coming up that I, I'm going to say Bubba Wallace wins the 500. Uh, I'll throw that out there on a limb that Bubba Wallace takes 23-11 into the 500 win. And and here's why I say that. Not only is he a good plate racer, but with a teammate like Kurt Busch, who's already won a 500, he knows how to play the package. And I think Kurt having all of that experience in the next gens is going to help Bubba more than anything. I mean, he won Dega. Granted, it was rain-shortened, and everybody's going, oh, he didn't really win that race. It was rain-shortened. NASCAR gave it to him. No, he didn't. He won the race. Uh, you know, if that's the case, we take away half of Dale Jr.'s wins and first ballot Hall of Famer goes out the window, right? Because Jr. won a couple range shortened races. I mean, we take a good chunk out. But I think Bubba wins the 500, and I, I say Ryan Blaney wins the championship at the end of the year in a close battle between him and Larson. I think those two are the future. They're, they're the future. They're the undisputed future of NASCAR. And with Brad Keselowski moving away from Penske, 
it's Logano and Blaney's show. Cindric will be good on road courses, but Ryan Blaney's all around the, I would say the best driver at Penske today because of the fact of the next gen car is going to propel him to the future. And I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Ryan Blaney is going to win at least five races this year. He'll win the ending. He'll win the season finale at Phoenix to, to go off and, and walk off in the sunset. And that's not me rubbing, right. you know, trying to get on his good I side because my Titan swept his Colts. But I'm, I, Ryan Blaney, Ryan oh Blaney will be the 2022 Dude. series champion this year. Mark my words. I, like you I heard sure it here. So. Ryan Blaney I mean, wins the championship. I, I definitely oh sure God. hope so. <laughs> of course you so, hope so, Randy. I'm not even a Blaney I, fan. I think you're wrong about Cindric. I think you're wrong about Cindric. I think Cindric's really, really damn good, and I think he'll 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 do some stuff this year. I think, really I think you, good, but, but I think he will too. And, and and I don't mean it like that. He's not going to be good. I think that his strong suit's always been the road courses, especially what we saw in the Cup car. Like when he came out and raced a couple races, he was very good road course racing. He led laps, but when you put him on the bigger tracks, you know that's a competition level that you have to figure out. But I think he's going to be phenomenal in road courses with practice and qualifying coming back. But it's going to be a learning curve. Like the first road course on the season's Coda. I think he goes out and maybe he wins that race at Coda. It'll be a very tight race between him and Chase Elliott. But I think I think I think Cendric wins that, and that's what locks him in the playoffs. And you'll have all three of Penske in again this season. I sure hope. I don't so. know, man. I feel like Joey's kind of on his way out. Well, I hope so too, but. Oh my god. <laughs> See you later, Logano. Bye bye time. Joey. We I'm won't tag Joey in this. I'm not a big Joey guy. Holy hey dog. What's your puppy? Let's name? not tag let's not tag Joey Logano in this <laughs> podcast <laughs> session that we're thinking that he's one step out the door with uh with Penske. I think he's a great driver. He's a great ambassador for the sport, but I think that Austin Cendrick and Ryan Blaney are better. I agree. But, I mean, Ryan Blaney's kind of a road course ringer, too. I mean, he did win the Roval. He did, didn't you? He got a lot of luck on that one. Last yeah. year, Chase got, yeah, Chase dumped him. Um, Every time, it's Chase second at Indy. Blaney. Poor Blaney. He finished second Poor at Blaney. Indy, and he, he he's had some good road course runs. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a road course ringer like Almendinger and Elliott and um, you know, Christopher Bell. I think Christopher Bell's pretty good at road courses too. Um, and Truex is too. That's a thing. People have kind of forgotten about how good Truex is on road courses the last couple of years because Bell has won so many races, but, uh, Truex is pretty damn good too. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the, the new road courses, uh, being implemented? I know it's probably going to change up your schedule as well on the virtual side of things, Randy. And, uh, I mean, also with the NASCAR and just watching in general, what, what do you guys think about it? Watching, I think it's great. Um, I, what? Do you, do you like the, like, oval, ovalness to NASCAR or do you like the right and sin left? Well, I grew up, I grew up short track racing, so like, I love the, the left turns, but, uh, and, and being an indie guy, like, you know, growing up in Indy and around the brickyard, I know it's not the best race to watch every year, but I hate to see that race go. And I think the next gen cars would put on a better race there too. So that's another disappointing thing. And they're not going to go to Indy twice a year, but the road course put on a, a, a much better race. Um, and I think you're going to see more fans there this year because of that. The Xfinity race has been great the last two years in a row. Um, so the road courses have been good. 
Uh, I don't want to get, I don't want to see them get like too carried away and we got half and half or some shit and it, or excuse me, and, and it turns into, uh, like a, like a IMSA style. Like, I don't, I don't really want to see that. Um, Randy ruined the you know, podcast because he said shit. You said you could edit it out, man. <laughs> I know we're live, but this is, this is just, this is just my, I'm just, kidding. Yeah. You could say shit. <laughs> And I thought all it would be me right. that cussed first. <laughs> no f bombs, dude. But like, no. oh, I didn't mean to do that. You can say shit. My shirt, my shirt literally says "shitty coolers" right here. <laughs> I can read what it said. I can see what it said. Oh my god! It's not like I've ever been in a race before. Oh, <laughs> I have virgin ears. I I've never said a swear word. Oh, me neither. All right. Since we're talking Especially about swear, live. since we're talking about swear words, we uh, definitely know that we've had some drama in the past with a lot of people, mm. and I'd like to use this mm. like platform here to like clear <laughs> the air because I mean, in a way, this is like racing, and like uh. I feel like there's frustrations in racing, and that happens on the track. And it can happen off the track as well, but like, <clears throat> I feel like there needs to be like some give and take in ways. And I mean, I've been on the receiving end of the bad side of things like in the last six months, and I've been kind of like just trying to stay away from as much as I can of the the drama and the after race conversations. And I mean, I feel like I've gotten a little bit better with it. I've started to network with a lot of other people and also meet new people as well. And that's that's a real joy of this this in general is that iRacing is online and we get to connect with so many people that have the same p- passion for ourselves as ourselves. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of started there, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're all here for the same reason, and that's to be competitive in race. If there is someone out on the field someday that really pisses you off, he pisses you off for a while. Does it need to be? any longer than a week because in reality it still is like a video game and i mean you got to realize that like you're not completely in control you're at the mercy of a lot of things net code uh things happening around you i mean we're really just sitting there racing and things can happen on the track but like i hope we all have like enough like Hearten us to like move on and pass the things. And I just wanted to like talk about that because I feel like it's holding a lot of things back and I just like to have the same passion everyone else does and love racing and not have the headache behind things. Well, I feel like that's a question directed at me there, uh, with the 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 extracurricular you know, drama and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of people and obviously I, I see that, that rock is watching, you know, he, he kind of knows a lot of, of what, um, my, I personally had to, had to deal with, with a lot of the drama. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, that I, you know, am imperfect or, you know, if I've maybe made a mistake that, you know, I possibly shouldn't have made, Right. You know, there's a lot of people that I might have made mad or 
sorry, I'm loading into my race. Um, but, you know, to me, I, I look at it as, you know, we're all here to do the same thing, right? Everybody's here to either be a broadcaster, a racer, uh, or an active member in what what's going on with with the sim, right? And to me, personally, I've rubbed some people the wrong way. But, you know, I told Randy I was going to tell this story. And I'm not going to name drop anybody because that's that's not what we're I'm not that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to to sit here and bash somebody. But I partnered with IVRL and it was very well known that I was going to come race in IVRL. Nobody knew that I was going to title sponsor the damn thing. Like nobody knew what me and Randy were talking about behind the scenes. Right? There was a good a good chunk that I threw out and said, what's the sponsorship dollars we can throw at this to put money towards Pinkett Ford and put money towards IVRL to make this league different than others? And lo and behold, within, what, Randy, 24 hours maybe, of, of me going out on Twitter, Randy going out on Twitter and saying that I'm going to be a part of IVRL, Randy calls me the next day and says, man, there's a lot of people that don't like you. Like, there's a lot of people that, that messaged me and said, steer clear of him. Don't work with him. And, you know, there's some people that's messaged other partners that I work for or that I have worked with that has said, oh, no, stay away from him. Stay stay away from this guy. And But what's funny is, is the same people who do that are the same people to very quickly jump into a, a race that I'm in and comment and say good luck or send me a tweet or uh, like a post or something. No, it's the same people that do that. and It's fine to a limit, and I'm good with it, but sometimes you have to look at the pettiness. Like I've, I've spent this month and I have making amends with people because I feel like that's the right thing to do is to make amends and apologize. And I'll, I'll name drop one person. I sit down with uh, Joshua Franks, which is expert. We had a conversation, very candid conversation with one another, and I'm sure he's cool with me saying this is the fact that I made a mistake with me and him. I made the mistake. Terry made it. Like, I can blame myself right here, right now, and say that I made the mistake. I led him down somewhere where I shouldn't have, and I put him in a position that I shouldn't have put him in. You know, the whole debacle with NNR and PSCS and myself wasn't fair, and I put him in between that. And it wasn't good for him because there was a lot of people that were siding with me going, we're not going to watch your product no more. And I'm here to tell you that they listen to this show. Go watch his product. The kid does damn good work. Like, I would hire that kid tomorrow to go do any show that I didn't want to do. And And I would make sure he got paid good money. Can can I butt in here because you brought up NNR and PSCS? Uh, There was like a misconception way back in the day when I was uh, adminning – PSCS with other people and uh, there was like something that came out that they I said something or kicked some leader and uh, it wasn't me at all and I don't know why they did that but they thought it was me and they still I, I think do think it was me but it was it really was never me. Well, that's like the whole drama with me and NNR. That was totally a misunderstanding on everybody's part. And, and, and I, I take full responsibility for me getting blocked by expert because that was my fault. Like I went out 
and I quit the league because they disrespected who was a good friend of mine. They disrespected him, and I wasn't a fan of that. I, I'm a big fan of respect, and it's something me and Randy talked about when I came to work for IVRL was it's a respect game. At the end of the day, if I can't respect you and you can't respect me, then why am I here? And they couldn't respect him, and I took it as a slap in my face because he taught me everything that I know. And if he does listen to this, he'll know who I'm talking about. He taught me everything that comes to broadcasting. And they disrespected him, and I took it as a slap in the face. And so I left. And then when I left, all these other people got mad that I left. And then they watched me do all these things. They watched me go out. They watched me get on podium. They watched me get on all these other places. And they took it they took it wrong. And, and I didn't mean to disrespect them. And I hate that I even got in the situation that I was in. Because I was loyal to NNR. I was loyal to PSES when I was there. I, I did everything in my power to be loyal. And... I screwed those up. Like, my attitude back then was so sour that a lot of them were probably mad at me because I was just, I was, I was given a dark spot. I had a dark, dark cloud over me in my personal life and I treated it disrespectfully in the sim world, whether it was Xbox or iRacing. And I was, I was a piece of shit. I, since we can say that, I was a piece of shit and I deserved that. But I've learned now that if I don't treat Randy or if I don't treat UJ with respect, then it's going to get around that I'm disrespectful or that I'm hard to work with or that I'm too much to deal with. And I've put it past me. I've talked to Rock. I've talked to Randy. I've talked to you about the fact that I was a very difficult person to work with six months ago. And thankfully, the people at Podium and, and Burnt Rubber Media and Martin Sports and uh, LOE, they, they, they worked past it with me and just said, look, you can be a child, but you don't have to be, you don't have to be an asshole. Like you can be, you can be everything you want to be, but you you can't you can't disrespect people and you can't talk to them different, and I, that's a big difference. And and I I feel bad about it, so it's kind of my fault. So I apologize to everybody out there that I've ever disrespected, because I've I've made a lot of people mad, and I take that I own that as my own fault. So I did it. Yeah, and and I think at one point there. Uh, I remember messaging you back back in the day and just saying, just take take a chill pill. Don't don't take a chill. Get pill. off of like, social media. Just, get off of social media. Shut it down. I shut my Twitter down for two weeks. Yeah, I I didn't get on Twitter, and it was the smartest thing I ever did. Hell, I, the only reason why I use Twitter now is to promote the awesome drink rowdy energy. <laughs> yeah, and that sick paint scheme. And that sick paint scheme that my buddy Joey Manwich made for me today. All right, Randy. Now tell me, as an admin, when there's been like conflict like that, or conflict within the league, like with the driver or just anything, what what does it come? What what does it take to like manage a league? Well, it, I think it takes a lot more than a lot of people think it does. It, at least to do with the right way and be successful and we're still we're still kind of on that path to really being successful you know I think we've done a really good job over the last few years uh, of putting together a team um, because we were just having too much trouble doing it on our own and for the goals that we had set uh, and what we wanted to accomplish we needed a team and you know I think we've got a team of probably six to eight guys who are um, you know know around a lot that do a lot that promote and you know do graphics and um you know recruit or 
know, we have meetings and discuss, well, what are we going to do new this year? All these different things. What is it? What is, what are other people doing new that we could, you know, even maybe use or, um, but we like to, like I said, we, we really go on the authentic thing. So we try to mimic as much legit NASCAR as we can, uh, to put an effect like this year, we're doing the, uh, choose cone rule. Um, so we're going to have to have race control in every single race, basically, uh, to make sure that goes the right way. And we're going to have to have two people. So, um, two series running, that's four people, um, that we have to basically employ. Uh, but we all do it because we, we work together and we, we have the same goals and, um, you know, we want to see this league succeed and we want to compete with those better leagues and, um, not in a sense to, you know, we, we try to, we, we, rescheduled our night so we could have an open night where it wasn't on the same night as another league so um we don't want to compete in a sense of you know we want to steal their viewers or their drivers we want to compete in a sense to put on as good of a show as you know they do yeah and it comes or even back better to that. from that it that. comes back to that passion for, for racing i mean if you're free yeah. and you can race on that night it shouldn't be like a competition i mean if you have time to race and you want to race i mean it shouldn't ever be about the competition between leagues because I think it comes back to you just being there to drive and have the same passion as everyone else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, maybe I worded that the wrong way, but, uh, I mean, I really – I wanted our league racing on a night where there wasn't other leagues racing because I didn't want to compete I, with another league on, on – you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I do want to see us it. have – I do want to see us have 40 cars and hundreds of viewers and, you know what I mean? I want to – I'd love to see our drivers – you know, get to experience that people, as that, people just, that I've been racing with for the past five or six years. Yeah. People just sometimes misconcept that like competitiveness yeah. between like leagues. And it's like, that's not really at all what you meant to say. It's not a competition. I mean, if you can get drivers that are good and then they can end up networking with IVRL and then say they wanted to go race over in B-Water or over in SV, with SVRN leagues and stuff like that, they they can they get that networking from IVRL at, at its core. So we can uh, end this podcast here. Uh, what, uh, who would you guys like to shout out? Well, I got a pretty good list, but, you know, I do want to thank everybody that's ever helped me out when it comes to, you know, being the person that I am broadcast-wise. You know, I, I look at uh, a lot of these leagues, uh, turned down for what, NNR, PSCS, you know, I've I've worked with some great people. You know, I, I, I'm i sure these people are going to be happy that I said their name and then I, I actually acknowledge that they're around. But Rick James has always been one of my best friends on here and Pete's been the guy that I've always looked up to as the guy that he set the standard for me. And I looked at him and said, that's where I want to be. And if I could reach his level, that's where I want to go. Rock, my mom, uh, Martin Sports has been a big help to me. All the people at Podium, that's that's my family forever. And uh, Burnt River Media, LOE, all the guys that really supported me and uh, all the leagues that really made me uh, think about hey, stop this driving thing because you're awful. Like, you're you're just awful. Go go call them, go call the race, you know, and be good there. You you suck on the track. So <laughs> IVRL helped me realize that I'm no count when it comes to racing, and I think that really opened my eyes. <laughs> I don't ever need to race again. So unless it's a plate track, I'll go out and race. But there's a lot of people out there that I'm sure I'm missing a lot that 
that just mean a lot to me. Atlanta Racing, Frozen Toes, I watched her for a while, and, uh, you know, I just there, there's so many people that just helped mold what I what I do and who I take from. But, you know, uh, all the people from Podium I look up to, and I just think now that, damn, I, I want to be their level. But, you know, I still think I'm below Pete. I still think I'm below Rick, and, you know, I – I, I might have went out and did a lot of good, a lot of good stuff, but I feel like I'm always going to be third to them because, you know, they're the two people that I've always looked up to, and I'll continuously look up to them, even though they're one of us is going through an issue with one another. But st- I still watch every show, and and I, I go back and watch it and go, damn, that was a really good call, and I, I'm going to use that. So that's my big one. I appreciate you for bringing me on. That was, uh, it was entertaining to sit here and wonder what's in my cup it's water by the way (laughs) i got kidney issues i got kidney issues there ain't no drinking for me (laughs) oh man well randy for me uh yeah for me uh, i'm gonna definitely gonna say hey man thanks for thanks for having us on Uh, i had a good time it's always good to chat up with you guys uh we spend a lot of time together and racing and doing different things on here so uh appreciate that and that was fun but uh also my admins uh cody obviously co-owner and then uh nick uh pat tommy um you know there's a lot of guys behind the scenes ryan's helping us out now jay there's a lot of stuff that you've done for us too and uh appreciate our sponsors pink it forward uh, hmg innovations is hopping on the trucks this year uh, Terry, I appreciate everything you've done for us too in the past and hope so, uh, keep our relationship going in the future. Um, you know, a lot of people told me not to, but, uh, I spoke with you and, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad we spoke. I'm glad we, uh, figured it out and, um, you know, it all worked out, but, um, I just love this man and I grew up around racing and love sim racing and want to share that with everybody in the best way possible. So appreciate that. Yeah. Love you, Randy. And I actually wanted to shout yeah. out uh, a few people as well. I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but it's a it's a big list, a very big list of people that have. Just want to shout out everyone that's helped me out along this this whole iRacing journey from being in a league, starting a league, uh, being a part of broadcast decisions. It, it's all been a blast, and I just wanted to let you guys know that. That stuff didn't go unseen. So that will end our podcast here for episode two. Thank you, Randy and Terry, as well, for joining. Hope you guys have a good night. This was fun.